light of infinite. My Kedusha, holiness, is greater than yours. The Maggid of Mezridge. People always tell me it's so LA to talk about energy and vibes, but I think perhaps it's just more openly discussed here. In truth, we all feel and are affected by both. That's why it's so important to be mindful of the company we keep. I often place myself in what I call sacred spaces, because when people are there to reach higher levels of being, it means that the base level of what's expected is generally pretty elevated. I'll go to spaces that this one rabbi in particular will be at, and people ask if I'm a chassid of his. And I say, I'm not, but I find it inspiring to be in the presence of both him and the people that follow him. Try and catch Mishmar, which all over the world tends to be on Thursday nights. Mishmar is Hebrew for guard. It's named Mishmar because similar to a military rotation of a watch, community encourages people and often appoints somebody to speak to keep spiritual life going in the community. The last one I attended was at the beautiful, artful, and very LA-styled house of Yitzi Katz. David Sachs spoke, and I don't believe I've ever heard him speaking without being completely blown away by his stories, his perspective, and his delivery. He's always sure to not even go a minute over, so we went from the outside area into the dining room, all crowded together, feeling as if we're in Jerusalem or B'nai Brak, packed in as tight as can be, so we can be close to the Rebbe. But in this case, it was just in order to be close to creating holiness. Just then, one of the guys began singing in Nigun, a Hasidic melody, and everyone joined in. It was as if we're all melding into one, and our individual worries began to wash away. We then got more lively and energy elevated. I remember just then I turned to my friend Shua and said, this is dope, it's exactly what I need right now. And he said, this is why I come every time, it grounds me during the week. Singing in this space reminds me that everything I'm worried about is small and will be fine, and this connects me to what matters and reminds me that we are alive. I felt the holiness, each one of us raising the other. Kedoshim, Holy Ones, is my Bar Mitzvah Parsha, and the Bar Benel teaches that it repeats all of the mitzvot mentioned previously to stress that all are meant to be practiced in an atmosphere of Kedusha, holiness, and not ever to be practiced mindlessly as a habit. We demonstrate this when we perform a mitzvah saying, Asher Kichanu Mitzvotav, who has made us holy with his mitzvot. We are saying that the mitzvot are the basis of Kedusha, and as our sages say, whoever sanctifies himself from below is sanctified from above. The recurring theme throughout all the devars that I write is how to bring more blessings into our lives. I started with the Don't Block Your Blessings project, and now looking at the weekly Torah readings in the Kabbalah, this project, Light of Infinite. I'm hoping that these words inspire you to delve deeper into the Torah and Kabbalistic text. And as Chaim Vital says, one can go deeper and deeper as far as the human mind can delve, and it will always yield new treasures. As I often say, life can be so precious if you are truly present, and the Torah is the present that presents the tools of how to sanctify time, space, and oneself. When we have full faith that this world is like a corridor to the next, we can tap into our purpose and our spirit and worry less about the temporal realities of this material world. Avram Joshua Heschel writes in Man in Search of God, Religion begins with consciousness that something is asked of us. It is in that tense, eternal asking in which the soul is caught and which man's answer is elicited. This, in a sense, is what Moonbaz a righteous king who lived at the end of the second Beit HaMikdash meant when he answered his detractors stating, my ancestors stored for this world, but I stored for the world to come. King Munbaz was a convert, the son of Queen Heleni. During a famine, Munbaz opened the royal treasures and dispersed the riches to the poor. His family, angry at their loss of wealth, united against him. How can you do this? Your ancestors gathered and saved treasures, only ever adding to them, and you squandered it all. He explained that they stored money, he stored souls, they stored the riches only for themselves while he shared the riches with the poor and united souls in the ultimate Ahavat Israel, love of one another and Israel. And in an attempt to explain in a way that they might understand, he said he was storing for the ultimate reward, the reward in the world to come. 
Albert Einstein was quoted in Life magazine in conversation with William Miller, sharing, the important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existing. One cannot help but be in awe when contemplating the mysteries of eternity, of life, of the marvelous structure of reality. It's not enough if one tries merely to comprehend a little bit of the mystery every day. The important thing is to not stop questioning. Never lose a holy curiosity. The Parsha opens, commanding us to be holy. Kedoshim to you. Be holy because I, God, your Lord, am holy. Implying that we should always seek greater levels of Kedusha. We can also interpret the Hebrew words Kedoshim to you as a divine assurance that we will attain Kedusha if we sanctify Hashem's name. As we read further in the Parsha, it's written, Observe my Shabbatot and fear my sanctuary, I am God. Rabnatan of Breslov teaches that the main tool a person can use to subdue materialism and elevate their spirituality is awe and fear of Hashem. Explaining that fear my sanctuary means that if one has fear, they can experience my temple, for they have ascended above materialism. When the Magid said, my Kedusha, holiness is greater than yours, he wasn't saying I'm holier than you are, rather that my Kedusha stems from your Kedusha. This connects the fundamental Torah concept, mitzvah gerer mitzvah, which means that one good deed always pulls another in its wake. The Magid takes this idea into the realm of Kedusha. If someone else does a holy act, it inspires you to be holier for yourself and for others, and so your holiness increases beyond the initial act. So the Magid is saying that your Kedusha makes his Kedusha greater because each of us has the power to make others holier. Rashi points out that the Parsha must be read in public assembly because the holiness of the Torah has no place in isolation. The fundamental purpose of the Torah is to teach us to love our fellow human beings and bring them closer to Kedusha. The Midrash says, if you make yourself holy, I will consider it as if you made me holy. If we limit our pursuits to nature, Hashem acts naturally towards us. But if we raise ourselves above nature, Hashem's dealing with us are supernatural. All of nature can be used for darkness or for light. And if we learn anything from Stan Lee and his Spider-Man comics, and I think we learned a lot, it's that with great power comes great responsibility. We have the power, we have the potential, and we have the cheat codes. It's only if we use them and tap into the infinite part of ourselves that we become supernatural. And as Avram Joshua Heschel reminds us, every moment is an opportunity for greatness. Shabbat Shalom. This is only a snippet. Read it in full at lightofinfinite.com.